Welcome to America's Commercial Real Estate Show, your source for intel, forecasts, and success strategies. Hello, I am Michael Bull, and I really appreciate you being with us. This segment is brought to you by CommercialAgentSuccess.com. If you're in commercial brokerage, check out this video training. We have an incredible show for you today. The name of our show is Real Estate Financing 2018. And boy, what a topic. I mean, with what's going on in the economy, tax reform, stock market volatility, what should we expect moving forward? What will interest rates do? What will underwriting do? What are some of the best sources for your properties? We're going to talk about it today. Please welcome my guest, Tom Walsh. Tom is Senior Vice President with Grandbridge Real Estate Capital. He's here in Studio One. Tom, thanks for being back with us. It's nice to be back again. Well, Tom, let's, let's, let's answer that first question first, I guess, is rates. What are mortgage rates going to do? You know, I guess first you, you look at the Fed and what you expect the Fed's going to do. I think anything that's tied to LIBOR is probably going to see a, uh, a 75 basis point increase over 2018, probably in 325 basis point increments. Um, what's interesting on, on the fixed rate side, uh, as we've seen in the last few days, just a big run up in the Treasury rate and I'm sure there are a lot of people out there that, that are thinking that, that that directly impacts their nominal mortgage rates. The reality is, and what's going on behind the curtain that a lot of people haven't seen is, is the credit spreads have come in quite a bit. Um, maybe, maybe as much as 40 to 50 basis points over the last few weeks. So even though the Treasury may have taken a 50 basis point jump or a 60 basis point jump, that doesn't mean the nominal rates went up that way. The nominal rates may have only gone up maybe you know 10 or 15 basis points. And why are these spreads compressing a little? Um, just market factors. A lot of financing. Uh, a lot of financing. Um, you know, there's um, everyone's is everyone is chasing yield, and and while developers and investors are chasing yield, so are lenders. Right. And one of the ways to, you know, it's just a, it's a supply and demand factor. If you're trying to get more and more business, you keep pushing your rates down to generate the business you need. Um, and mortgages are ext extremely desirable in the fixed income investment world right now. And, and, and everyone is trying to get their money out, uh, do as much business as they can. And that's obviously a, 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 lot, of, a lot of supply price drops and interest rates drop. And so your expectations then for rate increases for most commercial real estate mortgages moving through 2018 is what I range? suspect over, over the, the entire span of 2018 mm -hmm. that you're probably going to get some level of, of overall increase in the fixed rate market. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's going to be drastic. Um, I, I would think maybe if you started back on January 1 and go to December 31st, maybe like a 30 or 40 basis point uh, increase overall in rate. It's not going to be a, a rate increase that's going to sh throw a shock into the commercial can real estate system. Can you guarantee that for me, Tom? Can oh, I can. <laughs> Where do I sign? Where do I sign? Yeah. That's what I need. I need a guarantee. I mean, we are, we are now in about the sixth or seventh year of rates have to go up. Right, yeah. You know? right, right. And we were wrong for the first at least five of those years. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and in fact, in a lot of cases, rates went down in yeah. years that we thought they were going up. Yeah. Right now, we're actually seeing 
increases. It increases in the indices, decreases in the spreads, but a net increase, I would say. Right, and then when you look at the, the stock market too, it's been a bull market for a long time. We've had a little volatility recently. Mm -hmm. Is some of that based on interest rates? And I think there's an expectation, uh, 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 there's two things involved there. You have inflation and you have interest rates. Mm -hmm. Interest rates going up put pressure on earnings. Mm -hmm. Every company out there in one way or another borrows money. Mm -hmm. So any increase in interest rates is pretty much goes to the bottom line of companies. So there's some pressure on, 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 on net revenue on that case. Um, I think inflation is probably even a bigger factor. We might, people are seeing that we might actually have a little inflation out there after so many years of virtually none. Yeah. Now one of the sources, Tom, for a lot of our um, audience for financing is, is banks, right? Mm -hmm. So are the banks really under more scrutiny now for underwriting? The banks appear to be under increasing regulatory pressure. Um, we see that in, in manifest itself in two different ways, in, in how they underwrite, how, cons how conservative versus aggressive they may want to be, and their overall appetite for business. And, and we, we have seen, uh, I would say, the appetite for commercial real estate financing kind of drop on the bank side. Mm -hmm. And I suspect that is directly related to the to the, the regulatory pressure on them. The regulators are so bound and determined that we are not going to have a repeat of 2008 to yeah. 2010. That it's probably what you would expect. It's probably an overreaction going the other direction now, and putting a thumb on those banks and trying to make sure they don't get too far out over their skis in commercial real estate. My personal opinion, I don't know that it's that necessary right now, yeah. but clearly the regulators, that, that's the tack that they're taking. Yeah, well, you know, that's a good point. They, they're looking for safety in the financial world uh, yes. at the Fed, and uh, I'm, we're glad they're there. So um, one of the things I think that some borrowers look at, they're looking at a commercial real estate deal, especially if they're not in the business every day of getting loans, and, and they talk to a bank, and the bank is kind of, as one economist came on the show a few weeks ago, he said they poo-poo the, uh, the asset class or, or, or the uh, value of the property when really the bank maybe can't even really do loans or doesn't really care to do loans in that, in that sector or, or maybe not at all. So what are some of the other sources? So you, how, how are life insurance companies okay. looking at uh, commercial real estate today loans-wise? The life, insurance, the life insurance industry is very active right now. They have to decide in their fixed income areas, and every one of those has a fixed income area where they're investing money. And the two big fixed income products are corporate bonds and mortgages. And mortgages have been outperforming corporate bonds for, uh, we're running on a few years of that now, almost to the point that, that some of the life insurance companies, they can't get enough mortgage business. Mm -hmm. um, many of them, going into a year will tell you our, our budget for the year is 300 million or 500 million or the, in the big players a billion, two billion. But they'll also usually add at the end of that, but if we can do more, we'll do more. So are they yeah. open to a few more classes of properties and size properties than they used to be? Sure. What they haven't really gotten into is, is over being overly aggressive in underwriting. Okay. But there are life insurance companies now that really like self-storage which you go back probably four or five years ago was not really a life company product. Um, life companies have recognized, I think, that the office markets in many markets in the United States have come back 
stronger than anyone probably thought they would. Mm -hmm. um, so life insurance companies are, are, are anxious to put out money on office. Okay. Like, like a lot of other, uh, like most of the lender classes, they're, um, they're cautious on retail. Everyone's you know, trying to figure out the Amazon Walmart effect and what the long term is for retail. And uh, it, it seems to be a more difficult question than it is an answer. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a very hard question to answer. A lot of theories, but all of it is what's going to happen in five or 10 years from now. So they're just theories right now. So how can you finance a retail deal right now? Who, what's the best source? Um, if you, it, it would depend on, on your loan to value, loan to cost ratio, okay? If you are in the lower, and, and let's determine, let's call lower, say 65% or lower, okay? okay loan to value ratio. Lo loan to value. Yeah. There is a lot of life company financing out there for that, as long as your product has the, has the you know, it checks all the other boxes. It's a yeah. good location, it's got a good tenant mix. Um, if you're trying to get 75% out of a quote unquote Joe Average retail center today, mm -hmm. you're gonna struggle to get that out of a life insurance company. Yeah. The CMBS market will pick that up, though. Okay. Um, okay. Now, the offset of that is the structure in the CMBS loan is going to have TI and LC reserves. It's going to have replacement reserves. Um, it's going to deal with specific tenancy, a, a major tenant that's going to roll in the fourth year of a 10-year loan. They're going to structure for that. Um, so you may get nailed on reserves or cash flow sweeps along the way uh, where you wouldn't get that from the life insurance company. But if you need to get maximum leverage, then the CMBS industry is where you're going to go for that. Yeah, and you can get a pretty good rate from them, right? Sure. I, I mean, you get good rates from everybody. Right and what now. are some typical rates today? Um, you know, we're seeing. I would say the life companies, a lot of them in the in the say mid to high fours with where the treasury is sitting right now. On, on a lower leverage deal, uh, we just talked about a deal this morning. There's a lower leverage deal. The spread was 150 on that, which is extremely low. That was from a relatively small life insurance company. Mm -hmm. And usually there's, there, there's a, a correlation there. The larger life insurance companies usually have access to cheaper money. Their spreads tend to be lower. This was a fairly small life insurance company looking at a 150 over deal. So that puts you in what uh, low fours. How about Fannie deal? and Freddie rates today? Fannie and Freddie rates are, are um, fairly steady. Mm -hmm. um, they, they have seen the effect of, of credit spreads shrinking. Um, so you've seen some of the direct offset because they, they price their fixed rate stuff off the treasury. So you've got a direct increase in, in the indexes, indices, um, but you've seen an offset in lower credit spreads. Again, um, most of the rates I would say today are in, are in the fours, mid fours or so. We're not seeing hardly any rates on what I would call normal kind of Joe average property getting to five. Okay. Most of the stuff we're doing is still in the fours. Still incredible rates. Well, we're going to take a short break and I'm going to ask Tom about default rates. What are we seeing for defaults out there? And also some alternative sources for financing. How are those sources doing? And we'll talk about some strategies to get the best loan for your property. Stay with us. I'm Michael Bull. This is America's Commercial Real Estate Show. Are you a commercial real estate broker? Check out Apto, the leading web-based CRE software for managing contacts, properties, listings, and deals. Act on the information in your CRM to strengthen your relationships and grow your business. Visit apto.com slash CRE show. 
With ArborCrowd, you get to invest alongside real estate experts, sponsors who have a successful track record and skin in the game. It's as easy as one, two, three. Learn about the deals, make your investment, and grow your financial wealth. Visit ArborCrowd.com. Video is powerful. Some of the biggest brands in commercial real estate have trusted us to tell their story. We are Barnes Creative Studios, premier commercial real estate video services. BarnesCreativeStudios.com. Are you a real estate agent? Hi, this is Michael Bull. Would you like consistent high income? Would you like to be the top producer in your office? Would you like to be known as the go-to broker in your market? Well, I have something for you. Visit CommercialAgentSuccess.com. Check out Valuate, a real estate analysis program that can be easily shared with colleagues online to do what-if analysis. Visit GetValuate.com. That's GetValuate.com. Would you like access to invest in institutional quality commercial real estate with experienced sponsors with small amounts of money? Of course you would. Visit RealCrowd.com. Choose between Core, Core Plus, Value Add, or Opportunistic. Visit RealCrowd.com. Are you looking to buy, sell, or lease commercial real estate? You're invited to contact Bull Realty for customized asset and occupancy solutions. Call 404-876-1640 or visit bullrealty.com. Build out the best all-in-one marketing tool for your brokerage. Learn how you can create marketing materials instantly and streamline your property listings process. Visit buildout.com. Promote your business to the U.S. commercial real estate industry. Click advertise at the show website, CREshow.com. Welcome back to America's Commercial Real Estate Show. I'm Michael Bull. This segment is brought to you by my company, BullRealty.com. For asset and occupancy solutions, visit BullRealty.com. Today we're talking about commercial real estate financing. A lot going on in the commercial real estate financing world where our guest is Tom Walsh. He's with Grandbridge Real Estate Capital. He's here in Studio One. And Tom, we talked about some of the various sources for financing and, and some of the rates and uh, what do you expect for rates moving forward. And it seems like another aspect of the debt market we see today is private equity. A lot of people are saying, hey, if I can get in that first position, uh, maybe that's the good position to be in at this point in the cycle. What do you see for private equity sources? Most of the private equity sources tend to play in the floating rate market more so than the fixed rate market. And uh, a space that we generically call the non-recourse bridge space, mm -hmm. which uh, you know, most of your banks historically are recourse lenders on the bridge financing. This is a, a group of lenders that do non-recourse bridge financing. That, that space has gotten unbelievably crowded mm -hmm. over the last 12 months. All sorts of people jumping in there. The result of that has been a deal that, say, two years ago might have been a LIBOR plus 550 type of deal, mm -hmm. might today be a LIBOR plus 400 type of deal. Wow. It's, a, again, a supply and demand kind of thing. A lot of people trying to get money out 
in that space, pushing rates down. Thankfully, because you know, we've seen LIBOR go up, you know, what, 125 basis points, I guess, uh, over the last 12 to 15 months or so. Um, so, so your nominal rates have stayed steady, maybe even dropped a little bit, even though LIBOR has, has run up quite a bit. But that's the space that most of the private equity money is in. It's floating rate money. It tends to be um, probably anywhere from one year to five year terms. They don't really go long on much stuff there. And it's generally aimed at a, 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 tra a, a transition involved as to whether it's a renovation of a property or whether it's a releasing of a property. Something's going to happen to a property that's going to positively impact its, econ its economics, and that's that's the space that most of that yeah. money goes into. Yeah, well, that makes sense. And you know, the, one of the other things that seems to be growing in the commercial real estate world is, is crowdfunding. So, um, are you seeing crowdfunding make any significant dip in the financing? Not, uh, not significant. Uh, they're out there. Um, we did a deal with a, with a crowdfunding source last year, uh, which was the first one we had done. I know there is at least two or three people that are actively looking for business. And was that market. a first position loan? That, that was a first position loan, yes. Okay. yes. Yeah. Um, there are some, uh, I guess, some things that people haven't quite got their arms around in our world as, as, as to how the whole thing works. Mm -hmm. um, but I think, you know, like most things, I think it's, it's probably, it's an evolution, not a revolution. We probably, five years from now, we'll talk and they've got 10% of the industry or something yeah. along that line. Yeah, well, that's an interesting space. So what about default rates, Tom? I think, you know, we all talked about, oh, there's loans done in 05 and 06 that maybe at the height of the market, uh, maybe coming up in 10 years. What, are you see what have you seen for defaults? What do you expect? Defaults in, in, in relative terms are almost non-existent right now. Uh, people's loan portfolios are doing extremely well. The big, I guess the big worry that everyone had was the CMBS loans done in 2005 through 2007, which, which was an extremely aggressive market at that time, mm -hmm. including full loans, 75% loans on 10-year interest only deals. The big fear was we're going to see that stuff rolling over and a lot of it was not going to be able to be refinanced just because of the general economics of it. And that fear really was, was big in, in, in the early part of the recovery. But what happened was is the recovery kind of ran along and caught up. Yeah. You know, so, so as soon as you hit 2016, a lot of those deals actually could be refinanced. Yeah. Um, so we haven't seen the problem that a lot of people anticipated with the old CMBS. I mean, they're out there. There's yeah. a handful of them. I think every special servicer probably has a handful of loans that are working with people. But in any large way, we have not really seen the default problem. I think bank portfolios are, are and, and life insurance company portfolios are superb right now. Yeah. We have life insurance company clients that don't have a delinquent loan nice. in their portfolio. Yeah, well, that's good so. to hear. Well, Tom, if you can, leave our audience with some, some tips and strategies for refinancing a property or financing a new acquisition or development. First of all, let's think about if you've got a, a loan maturity coming up uh, on an eight or t eight to fifteen million dollar commercial property, for example, uh, how's, how far out in advance should you get of that maturity to start looking to see what you're going to do? Probably no less than six months. Okay. Um, and, and, and what that involves is not getting yourself in a, into a corner. In a bind, yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. If you wait to 90 days, 
and, and, and that's when your open prepay window is at the end of a fixed rate loan and you wait to the 90 day mark to start, it's going to take a while to figure out the best avenue to do this and, and you'll get yourself in a corner where you don't have time to really shop the market and, and try to make a decision. You have to take it, if someone offers you a deal that works, you take it. No one wants to be in that situation, right. all right? Six months, you start talking to a Grand Bridge or whatever your mortgage banker mm -hmm. friend is. Mm -hmm. um, if it's a bank situation, most people do that directly with their banks. Yeah. But start with six months so you can really strategize as, as, to, as to what the best alternative for you is. There are so many people that, that when we turn around and ask them that, you know, when they come to us and we, and we say, okay, you know, what's your long-term strategy on this? Because that tells us the best product to put them into. They look at you with a blank stare, so I don't know what I'm gonna do with it. I mean, I know I have to refi this loan. Yeah. I'm like, I, you know, are you gonna own it five years, seven years, 10 years? Are you, right. are you thinking about if someone offers, offers me the right deal, I'm gonna sell it, you know, under the everything is for sale kind of concept, you know? All, all of those different answers send us in different directions. Right. Um, and, and you really need to think about that stuff. And part of that is allow yourself some time to do that. Right, you know? right. Yeah, I do asset consulting for some clients where they have multiple properties with multiple tenant uh, uh, lease uh, maturities and, and loan maturities and in different markets and sometimes even in different sectors. And, and yeah, that's what we try to get out of them. Look, let's look at your total picture yeah. and, and your mission and, and then we can make some, some determinations of what's best to do with with all aspects but especially with the, the financing side of it what are some other tips for borrowers to to get the best deal out there um, give yourself time use a a some sort of professional source that will uh, that, that knows the breadth of the market you know there are some people out there who who they're CMBS experts mm -hmm. some brokers out there there's some people that have a bunch of bank relationships. The, I would say, larger professional mortgage banking companies, you have all of those. Mm -hmm. And as, as I mentioned earlier, based on what your strategy is, we might be picking out of that group, you know? Right. It also, on how much you want to borrow, too. If you've had a deal for 10 years and it started out at a 70% loan, and it's now a 52% loan, and, and your attitude is, we like cash flow, let's just refinance it, cover the closing costs, all right? That, that tells us that's a, life, that's a life insurance company execution. We're gonna get you a really sweet deal on that from a life co. Mm -hmm. If you tell me that, well, it's a 52% loan, but I wanna borrow back up to 70, all right? then you know that's a pretty big cash out for a life insurance company that might be more of a CMBS execution mm -hmm. then. Um, so just start early, figure out what your strategy is, use a professional mortgage source that knows all the different segments of the market, yeah. not just one of them. And if you give them enough time, right. they should find you the best deal for your situation. Tom, great information as usual. Thanks for joining us. Oh, it's a pleasure. Nice to be here. And thank you for joining us around the country on America's Commercial Real Estate Show. And until next week, be sure that you always lead, learn, and laugh, and join us for America's Commercial Real Estate Show. America's Commercial Real Estate Show is brought to you by Bull Realty, Asset and Occupancy Solutions, Arbor Crowd, invest alongside real estate experts, Get Valuate, online investment analysis, Real Crowd, crowdfunding with the professionals.
by Apto, brokerage software to manage your contacts, properties, listings, and deals. CommercialAgentSuccess.com, better serve clients, earn more commissions. Build out, marketing for your brokerage. For more information on these great companies, visit CREshow.com. And you're invited to subscribe to the show on YouTube and iTunes and connect with us on your favorite social media.